Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers for the entirety of the Reordinverse. What's up, guys? Welcome hey. back to the damn snack bar. This is episode 113. Hey. Caution, exploding giant will cause death. Well, love yeah. that. So, what did you think of these chapters, Joe? We're reading chapters 17 to 22 of The Ship of the Dead. Oh, look, we get a bit of everything. We sprinkle in some action. We sprinkle in some heartfelt. We sprinkle in some trauma. <laughs> a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. That's like small. that meme of, like, when God made me, and it's like, a dash of this, a dash of that, and then it's like, oops. It's <laughs> a bunch of that one, bit too much of the trauma in this one. It's a lot of... A lot of nessness. Um, yeah, no, these were interesting. I got through them quite nicely. In a timely fashion. Wow. Sometimes it takes me a really long time because I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I'm also looking forward to like the next section of chapters as well because that's like the majority of what I remember from this book. I can't remember anything past this book. That's fair. Actually, I couldn't remember anything when we started. <laughs> yeah, I, I, did, I did know that, yes. <laughs> Anyway, it's fun to relive it. You know how people always say they're like, I wish I could rewatch this like for the first time again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people are like, I wish I could see Spider Man Homecoming. No. What's the most recent one? No way home. No way home. They're like, I wish I could see Spider Man No Way Home for the first time again. Well I'm like, Well, it feels like I'm reading this book for the first time again because I've I have no memory of what happens in this book. Mm. So, huzzah. Oh my god, huzzah. We what haven't used you? huzzah in a long time. I use all the time. At work. Okay, well, I don't work with you. <laughs> so, you know. Well, what were your thoughts on this chapter, on these chapters? How'd you get? Um, well, I liked them, first of all, because I remembered Pottery Barn, and I remembered this whole section, <laughs> because it was, like, Alex's moment to shine, and we love that for her. Twas, twas. Um, this was, I think... Rick was always leading up to this moment, and that's why Alex didn't have a uh, challenge that was specific to her in Hammer of Thor when they were at the bowling alley. Right. Like, she and Magnus had a shared one Yeah, at that point, whereas everyone else had their own singular one. And, like, Magnus had had enough challenges. Charles, ten singular! (laughs) (laughs) Magnus had had enough challenges, like, singularly, that it made sense that he was on a joint challenge with someone else. But, like, because we hadn't seen much of Alex... And she was introduced in that book. It felt weird at the time, but yeah. it was leading up to this, I think, where she's right. really coming into her own and she's taking charge. Yeah, yeah. She's like, give me it. <laughs> um, I love this section because it has so many little Fiero Chase hints, oh, and Magnus so is just confused the entire oh, time. Just so confused. So Such many. It's oh, it's the cutest thing. And then when we get to see Magnus from Alex's like. Point of view, like from her eyes, <laughs> it, he honestly is like, I didn't know she thought of me that way. And it's like, Yay! really? She brought up kissing you two minutes ago. Literally, she was like, I'm gonna start my morning off with making you squirm. It's the best thing ever. I literally, like, after he had a nap, after they, you know, spent all night making clay or whatever, which <laughs> the just first like, thing she says to him is an insult, and I'm like, yes, I love this. Absolutely, just uh, absolute couple of goals. Yeah, I've re- just in regards to. I fucking love that he was like, God, she smells like a freight train. <gasps> TJ smells like a freight train as well. How am I supposed to sleep? I thought that shit was funny. Because I just know that would be me. <laughs> as in snoring like a freight train and yeah. everybody else is struggling to sleep. When it comes to snoring, Magnus literally used the phrase, 
she was doing her best at imitating a dying lawnmower. And that phrase just made me laugh. Yeah. Well, I wonder what I sound like. Well, it's Do I sound like a dying lawnmower? No, because... Well, I don't know, because it's kind of, like, intermittent. Like, there are gaps between your snores. Not just when you're taking a breath, but, like... No. It's definitely, like... Like, my throat collapsing in on itself. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I don't want a CPAP machine. <laughs> Mum and Dad are like, you should go and get tested. And I'm like, I don't want I know I need one, but I don't. <laughs> it's like, when I needed glasses, I didn't want to go get checked because I knew I needed them. And then they cost me $300. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, freaking sucked. Anywho. Freaking love it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's go into the... The recaps. Do you want to sing our little recap song now, Joe? Me and me going down in the dumps. So I have to prompt myself. Recap, recap, it is time for a recap. <laughs> this is going to become a new thing. I love that we're 100 episodes in and we've done a recap on literally every single episode. And we're going to the first time. We're like, let's add in some well, the second time. Well, sure, sure. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... In chapters 17 to 19, uh, the big banana has arrived in Jorvik and we're splitting the party because Halfborn is too butthurt about his death to want to revisit it. Um, Mallory and Sam are staying aboard with him to help fight off the water spirits that are attacking the boat. That leaves TJ, Magnus and Alex to find the giant to ask for the location of Cavassia's mead. Uh, but it's never just that simple, is it? So, the giant proposes a fight to the death for the information bit confused on how you give out information if you're dead, anyways, um, which means that Alex now has to build an avatar warrior to help win the fight. So this is obviously covering chapter 17, we are ambushed by a pile of rocks, 18, I roll Play-Doh to the death, and 19, I attend a zombie pep rally. (laughs) Obviously referring to the dream that he had in the middle of... Dream, 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 dream. Yeah, yeah. Um... Not gonna lie, I don't remember any of what. Which chips? It's where they meet Hranya and then they make the, they make pottery bar. Yeah, no. What, what's the zombie pepper alley? That's his dream. He basically in All his I dream. Remember his big green on, eyes staring at him. In the dream, he's on Nalfar, and um, one of the zombie generals is like rallying the troops. Like pointing at the glacier, being like, "It's almost time. We're watching it fall oh, into the water." That's and right. then after that, it transitions to Bulwark, aka Odin, and he's like, "I have a stone. I <laughs> a stone." And the like, like, fucking knew that. And then, but you want to buy a rock? <laughs> yeah. And then from there, it's big, um, big yellow eyes right over there. Um, yeah, big green eyes. And um, do you know what monster it is? I don't remember. No, I don't remember either. Anyway, it's a monster staring <laughs> down at Magnus, and nobody else seems to know either. So right, that's right. I yeah. skim read that chapter because yeah. I just woken up, and so my I was still I wasn't quite in reading mode yet. But I was like, "You're on a time crunch. Let's go." Are we on a time crunch now? <laughs> no, no, it was a time crunch before the gym, and then I nearly threw up and passed out at the gym because I really shouldn't have been there. But um, uh, yeah. So basically, we start with them on the ship, and half one. <laughs> He's literally throwing a tantrum, and then, because he doesn't want to get off the ship. Right. I was thinking he's still mopping the deck. You know he was the only one doing manual labor? <laughs> Everybody else was, like, training and fighting or, you know, sitting and brooding up on 
the highest peak of the boat. Of the tallest tower. A.K.A. Maori. Um, and, then, and TJ's, you know, drinking tea and eating hardtack at the front of the ship, just watching everything go by. Harpoon's the only one with a bucket, a bucket and a mop, and he's mopping the deck because somebody has to, and he's like, oh, there's some TikTok sound that's like that. Um, it's like, I don't know where nobody else is. It's like that vibe. I just thought it was so funny because oh. I was like, I was like, because Meg's just like, there's no shortage of jobs to do, but I'm just gonna chat with everyone and we're gonna watch Hardborn Mop the Deck. <laughs> it was like, bro, come on, Mags has got a concussion as he goes. Oh my god, I forgot about I that. I think we covered this in the last one, but I needed to re-point it out because he's the only one doing any manual labour. Maybe he's the only one who's ever been on a Viking ship before, so he's the only one who knows how much maintenance it takes, and everybody yeah. else is just like coasting by. Yeah. Whereas, like he, he's like I'm the only on one so many place. adventures on you know Viking ships. Maybe it's just like drilled into him. You are not allowed to relax. Yeah. On a ship. Or maybe you it's have like to pull your weight. Maybe he's it's like a well, now I'm the only one pulling weight. Yeah. Or maybe it's like a comfort thing. When he's on the boat, he's like, I don't know how to sit still on the boat. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, I could just I see all the jobs. I think that Half One is also, like, a neat freak. Like, he has to be. He has he, to be. His bedroom, I bet his his weapons are lined up on his wall. And polished all neatly, to perfection. Like, everything's... I think he takes great pride. Yeah. Cool. And Magnus constantly talks about his big, bushy beard. Do you know, actually, it takes a lot of maintenance to grow a beard that long and have it stay intact and look nice. I forgot he had a beard. Oh, that's all Magnus talks about. I also forgot he had tattoos. Yeah. My brain thinks of him as, you know, a taller version of Dagger, um, but uh, but with a real beard. Sucks. But with with Stoic's beard. <laughs> nice. Oh, I don't like, like a really really big beard. <laughs> oh my God, is it braided? Can be if you want. <laughs> but that's what I mean. It takes like a lot of effort to keep it nice and pretty. Also, the Vikings are very hygienic people, in comparison to other people of their era, <laughs> who only bathe twice a year. <laughs> no wonder you all died from diseases. I say you all, that's our ancestors I'm talking about. Yeah, anyway, but so like the note that I had about this section where he's like, don't want to get off the boat, like, rah, 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 I'm going to stay here and, you know, because we have to protect from water spirits or whatever, and then does Mallory volunteer to stay as well? Or she just doesn't, she also doesn't want to leave and she's like, I can do a better job than you, rah, rah, rah. I think it's a bit of both. Like, she right. doesn't want to get off the boat, and she also wants to one-up Hearthborn, because she's like, um, excuse me, uh, I know everything about... I'm a horse girl. I know everything about horses. <laughs> and she oh, also... that's Sam. Oh, well, she was something about water spirits, and was like, um, excuse oh, me. Oh, she knows a calming song. Yeah, she them. knows lullabies. And yeah, she like, and then Sam is the one who's like, I will step in the middle of you two and I just as I was reading it was like she has spent so long being chaperoned by Alex yeah that she, she was like, just looked at half one and Mallory was like now look at me yeah this opportunity but she was also like standing right in front of me she was also like I genuinely think they need a chaperone <laughs> I genuinely think they need a fucking middleman otherwise we'll come back and have two dead friends I mean not anywhere close to Valhalla for them to resurrect themselves <laughs> dead friends so, and no boat <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> So, uh, she's like, I'm gonna just hang out. <laughs> yeah. So that was, like, all I was thinking in that moment. And then, you know, Sam, obviously, she's, like, enough of a warrior and gets on with horses and, you know, whatever else, whatever else. Um, but you want to learn some things about the water spirits. Yes, I, do. I don't have much to say because I really should have not looked into this. I should have looked into Kelpies because that's what they are based on oh, in cute. Celtic um, myth. Um, but basically, they're 
Vatia and yeah, I saw the long name and I was like that. That's well, half one calls them Vatna Vatia because Vatia just means nature spirit, and that can encompass like any holder. It can encompass mermaids. It can encompass knocks and nixies, and it's just like any like spirit basically in Norse. And so the Vatna part roughly means water, and so being like a water spirit, that's that's what half one's putting together. Yeah. Um. Yeah, basically they're just guardians of specific waters, but the way that it's said in this is that they're pets of the nine daughters, right? Or have they just been following the boat? I think they're just... No, I think... they Well, they only showed themselves when they went down that specific river. Oh, of course. Okay. So, I guess they're guardians of that river. Right, of yeah. course. Mm. But then, so... Mallory says... Um, you know, we have similar myths. They usually present as horses. They'll adhere to your skin. They'll drag you down and drown you. Mm-hmm. That's what Kelpies do. Um, yeah. They basically... When you say Kelpie, I'm just thinking a dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, a Kelpie or a Selkie is like a um, a water spirit. They're a kind of... Not a kind of mermaid, but they're what sirens and mermaids were like. They're all like the same kind of thing. Mm. Is they literally will sing to you or call out to you that they're oh. Kelpie specifically will call out in like a young child's voice that they're like drowning and they need help. That's and not so then creepy. They encourage you to swim out there and then yeah. you can't see them and they just drag you under. Fun, yeah, fun, fun, fun. Just <laughs> um, you die first and just give them the trauma. Yeah, and selkies are kind of the same, except selkies are um, like kind of seals that take the skins of humans until they, yeah. They, they like wear them as like a skin suit. Love it. Uh, <laughs> or maybe it's the other way around. No, it can't be. Silence of the Lambs. Who? <laughs> yeah, deal. Um, yeah, so that's why Mallory stays because she's like, I know a song that will just chill it out. You know, basically, mm-hmm. she's like, it's fluffy from Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> so the vibes I'm getting. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's. I, I really don't have anything and else see, to say. See, why did I think she would start singing Super Trooper? Um, Forever, super trooper. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but I feel like that's what she'd sing to get them to calm down. It's a very gorgeous song. All of Abba is. Let's be real. <laughs> just called a gorgeous song. It is a gorgeous song. <laughs> oh goodness me! Iconic it is. Iconic. Love it. All right. Yes. Yeah, so while they're on the boat, on the boot. Okie dokie. Sorry to hear about that. <laughs> um. Alex, Magnus, and TJ venture out into the lovely world, and they're going through York, and TJ's getting real friendly with the locals, and they're not appreciative of his appreciation. And he literally is bringing up something that happened over 200 years ago, and it's like, thank you so much for doing your part, and or more accurately, not doing any part. <laughs> and they're all like... Well, they're like fuck off <laughs> pretty much well they're probably like you they're like we don't know fucking anything about the civil war yeah literally because I'll be like I'm not American I don't know anything I thought you was American <laughs> I thought you was American <laughs> anyway yeah and so then they're like where do we find a giant like what would be the best place for that and then they realise that they could they could start at the Viking Tourist Center because <laughs> apparently everything has to relate back to the Vikings it's just the fact that TJ's been reading tourist guidebooks and he's just like Please stop. You know what? I TJ is acting like he's never been out of the country. He is acting like that, yes. And I'm like, you've lived in Valhalla for 200 years? You mean you've never yeah. gone past Boston? He's never had permission to. He follows the rules. He does follow the rules. He does this follow the rules. To a fault. 
No, but what I find really funny though is that from his mum telling him he can't ever do anything. Yeah. But what I find really funny though is that Magnus, this is supposed to be your quest. Here's TJ reading guidebooks and getting ready and finding out all the information he can. Alex, she's collecting money for the different countries they would possibly have to go to and she's cheering up everything. She's getting phone plans so she can stay in contact with people when they get separated to keep everybody updated. Mallory and Halfborn were updating their sailing skills and they were like getting ready to this. Magnus just showed up and he was like, that's not true. He did all that training with Percy. It just, that training was useless. It was useless. <laughs> but most, mostly, I feel I, like it was rendered useless because he also was, for the first two books, just flying by the seat of his pants. Yeah. And just like, and so the training was never going to stick with him because <laughs> he was like, well... I'm just obviously going to do it my way because I'm better without a plan. And everyone's like, you're going to die. <laughs> oh, I've done pretty well so far. <laughs> like, I have yeah. a sword that won't, will do all my stuff for me. Yeah, they're like, and they're like, dentally. One day is not going to be enough. And he's like, mm, I don't know, a day's not today, though. <laughs> but I just find it really funny because he's he really like, relies on his healing power too much. He's like, I can just fix myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I just find really funny, though, is that, yeah, basically what's happening is that he's feeling guilty and inadequate because he's like mm, I don't do any research before he gave me and everybody else has gone above and beyond to prepare and he's like I didn't follow the study guide and I'm just here trying to take the test with no backup information it's even like when they're talking about you know different classes that they could have taken at Valhalla and, and every time Magnus is like I had a I had a conflict I had a, I had a class <laughs> schedule conflict and I just I'm like he's They're allergic like, to doing work <laughs> <laughs> that's not the reason he's, he's used to frolicking in the woods <laughs> yeah being without a home wasn't the reason that he didn't go to school he didn't go to school because he literally was like I have a scheduling conflict <laughs> I can't go to school is he being homeless I don't want to he's funny yes yeah, so he was because oh also super cute in regards to the scheduling conflicts alex specifically asked him to take a pottery class with her oh literally Fucking i was like hell. i was like she's obviously trying to like yes it's to the death but she's trying to share a hobby with you yeah it doesn't seem right that he turned it down no it doesn't seem like something Magnus not would at do. all like he's very much self preserving but also you'll still live also do like, you, why would you shoved in a kiln and i'm like okay but you'd still live you'd you get your head chopped off like <laughs> you die every day like <laughs> so yeah mix it up a little yeah exactly at least this time around you get to ogle at whatever alex is up to <laughs> you get to hang out with her yeah you know you Get oh. to watch throw watch her throw clay and just be thinking, I wish she'd throw me. Yeah, and then he gets <laughs> He literally spends the whole time there in the shed creating you know, when she's at the yeah. spinning wheel, turning wheel, pottery wheel, whatever it's called. The wheel. Just the wheel. <laughs> like making making vases and stuff and he's there like, Wow, she's so beautiful. <laughs> you could have done this ages ago and gone to pottery one on one with her. I will say the way that Pottery Barn is put together, <laughs> Magnus says that, like, their arms are made up of, like, um... Coils? Vi- well, the, the coils are, like, the, like the joints, you know, like, uh, that help the arms bend and whatever else. Oh. But the arms themselves are made up of, like, vases, like, end to end. Yeah. And the way that my brain was thinking about it was Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah! Because his hands are, like, you know, yeah. two ends of a candelabra. 
that's all I could think of. You get like, shit done, though. Yeah, that's all I could think of. I was like, that's their body shape, you know. Also, the way Pottery Barn was put together just reminded me of, um, like, the earlier Iron Man movies and how the suit was put together with all the clink, 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 clink of yep. everything shoving into place. Good old Pottery Barn. And then they call it PB. Call them PB. <laughs> yeah. Well, Magnus does. I think because, obviously, Magnus is narrating and he's like, it's just too much. I just can't. Just it's too much going on. The way that PB is just easier. When Magnus, when Magnus, you know, abbreviated to PB though, just made me think of Bridge to Yeah, PT for sure. <laughs> What's trouble? Prince. Oh, the dog. Yeah, the dog. It's Prince something or other. Prince starts with a T. I'll be honest. Terry with you. No, it's like pin- Prince. It is Terry something. I'm pretty sure. Terrence. <laughs> I don't know. We should watch that movie and cry. <laughs> we should call you Bridge to Terramedia because you make kids cry. Bridge <laughs> <laughs> to Terramedia dog. Terrian. He is the guardian and court jester. Terramedia. Oh. Oh, they make him work and they laugh at him. It's a bit harsh. <laughs> Oh my god, speaking of Bridge to Terabithia, very by extension, Josh Hutchison, did you see... See him playing the bongos? <laughs> this man disappears for 10 years and comes back to play the bongos. He's got fucking rhythm, dude. <laughs> the way he looked... Well, he spent 10 years learning the bongos. <laughs> the way that he looked at the audience like, ha! <laughs> During the middle of it, though. Yeah, the most... The last thing I ever saw him in was an SNL skit, and then, yeah, he just dropped off the face of me. I thought it was like... Josh, where'd you go? That's like when I see random things about... He has been working um, since he was, like, nine. <laughs> so yeah, he earned all his money as a kid, and now he's just... He's just he gets to do whatever he wants, like Daniel Radcliffe. He's like, Richard <laughs> No, but it's... That reminds me of, um... Jeremy Sumter, the guy who was Peter Pan in the iconic... Oh, love him! Two, early 2000s Peter Pan. <sighs> Whenever I see him pop up on, like, my... He still is now. Oh, he's, he just got married. But uh-huh. anytime I see him pop well, because I said it to Aaron, and I was like... A dark debut. <laughs> it was like honestly a dark week. It was terrible. <laughs> Why did I get sent it? I'm pretty sure I showed you. Oh, I don't think you did because oh, this is all new information. Then. Anyway, um, yeah. Anytime I see him pop up, I'm like, oh my god, you do exist. I, that wasn't something I just imagined. <laughs> but it's like someone <laughs> you, like, don't you think aren't about. actually Peter Pan and you did grow up. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone you don't think about until you see them right in front of you, like Josh Hutcherson. Yeah, I haven't thought about him in so long, and then he just popped up, and I was like, this is. Yes, this is super, super in line with everything that I ever needed to know about you. Well, that was like played the bongos for a random, <laughs> random band in a random music festival. <laughs> playing the bongos at an EDM festival. Well, I was That's like tracks. I was like for a couple of years I hadn't heard from Debbie Lovato, and then all of a sudden they popped up, and I was like, ah, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last I heard from them was Cool for the Summer. <laughs> that album, whatever it was. I think the album was called Cool as well. Oh, there we go. And then Gone Forever. <laughs> I wanna, Because I was listening to that album same a with, little while same ago. Same with Kevin Jonas. Didn't hear anything from him for a while until the band... We're getting the band back together! Okay, and it was like, Kevin oh, Kev, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I looked up Demi on Spotify and first thing it came up with Descendants. <laughs> Disney movie. <laughs> that is tragic. Oh, it might be confident I'm thinking of that album. Because that specific pose that they're doing. 
Twenty fifteen. Oh my god, that was ages ago. That's so long ago. I was in school. So was I. School was a kid, kid, kid. We should move on. We've been talking about everything and nothing. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So the giant that they go to meet in at the at the visitor center is Hrungnir, and we have spoken about Hrungnir before because it was when we were talking about Sif and Freya because he was the one who Odin challenged to a fight to a, a race and said that <laughs> my horse to a fart. No, <laughs> said my horse can outrun yours the finish line will be Asgard anyway they both like made it and Odin like just beat him and they tried to shut the gates before Harangu could get in but then he got in anyway and then they were like fuck well he's here so we we're gonna offer him you know, mead and you know, Why? and then he got really. Odin still won. <laughs> yeah, and then he got really drunk and abusive, and he started Love saying that, that um, he was going to take Valhalla for himself and take it back to um, Jotunheim, and he was going to kill all the gods except for Freya and Sif, who he was going to take back with him and make his wives. Gross. And then all the gods were like, "No," <laughs> and that's when they called on Thor and was like, "You have to come and deal with this shit." So Thor was like, all right, fine, that's, so that's was, totally fine with me. Thor's their bodyguard. <laughs> no, he was like, that's totally fine with me because at one point, Franya also tried to steal Thor's daughter. So he was like, I already have a fucking grudge against this guy. Yeah. So he came, he conquered, <laughs> and by conquered, mm. I mean he... he Sat on his head. No, he had a he had a duel with Hrungnir in the same way that Hrungnir is having a duel with Alex in this book. Um, like, he had a... Hrungnir had... What is the name of the the... His statue, his creature. It's Mokokafi. Means Mistkaf. Um, and it's made of made of clay with the heart of a mayor. Oh. But apparently, when this clay creature saw Thor, it wet its pants and was too scared. And so Thor defeated it really easily and then threw his hammer at um, Harunya's head and he burst into like a million pieces and a bit of flint got stuck in Thor's eyebrow that he went to like a goddess to go and get it removed and then he the goddess like saw all of his memories while trying to remove it and he was like that feels really good yes you're almost there pull it out and that that sounded really bad that really did yeah and then um she got super overwhelmed by the memories that were that she was seeing of Thor's and like whatever else so then she just left the flint in his head and it stayed there until Ragnarok Oh! Yeah, it just stayed there the whole time. Um, so, is that an arm for TJ? I don't know. I I wondered if maybe that section of this, because I can't remember from the end of the book, but I thought maybe it was like a half spoil of war, half like consequence thing for a child of Tyr, because obviously Tyr is the one who his hand got eaten off by Fenris. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, I, I can't remember if that's the end of the book, but it makes sense to me if that's Tyr's thing. Is like, well, if you go to battle and you have a, like that's your consequences that's the thing you're walking away from from this challenge even though you won yeah so anyways um but then after that thing with Hrungnir like in the heat of that moment after Hrungnir was dead Thor got stuck underneath his leg and then so his three-year-old son Magni had to come he was the only one who was able to lift the leg to that's right he's out. a real strong guy <laughs> yeah so he lifted the leg and Thor was let out and then he gave um Magni his he gave Magni Hrungnir's horse that lost the battle against lost the race against Odin's horse <laughs> the eight-legged horse is, is the one that won the race yeah so yeah 
And I have told that story before in more detail, but that's the gist of it. I don't remember the shard and the eyebrow bit, but I'm not sure if I said that bit before. But that is part of it now. Huzzah. Because there were different versions of it. There was a Snorri version and there was another another poet's version. Sure. So, anyways, but yeah, that's... um. Yeah, and so that story is reflected in TJ's battle with what's-his-face um, in that TJ's challenged and because he's the god of, you know, bravery and challenges, he can't... He literally is in the son of the god of challenges. What did I say? He is the god of <laughs> Sorry, yeah, sorry, he's the son TJ's of the god. TJ's become a god. <laughs> <laughs> in his own right! <laughs> no, so he... He's the son of the god of bravery and challenges, and so he's, he's literally cannot. It's impossible for him to turn down a challenge. He agrees to them, no matter what they are. So it's like... This is, he's like Ella from Ella Regenda. Literally. And so it's like, um, I challenge you to eat all these hot dogs. Fucking accepted! <laughs> just like, you will do it, no matter what. Anyway. So I'm literally... Okay, where, who is who is TJ's Prince Char? Heartborn? <laughs> Okay, just just checking. Yeah. <laughs> Who else would it be? It has to be Halfborn. <laughs> or is Halfborn his like um his 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 like companion, like the the fairy tale book with the face in it? <laughs> is that Halfborn? Yeah, because you can't really stop him once he started. <laughs> And he, he, yeah, he literally can't break it. He's just like, well, I guess I'm stuck in this now. Because that would make Valerie a fairy. <laughs> God, I love that ruffle. It's so cute. Yeah. It's and cute. it would make Magnus the, um, the, the singing dwarf. <laughs> right. What <laughs> <laughs> singing elf. Elf, thank you. Yeah. Dwarf. Who's the troll then? <laughs> <laughs> It's just because Alex is the only one left. Or it could be Sam. I don't know. There's too many good characters. Anyways, this is <laughs> not an element. Anyway, um, yes, TJ was challenged. He accepted immediately. The way that it was written, though, is that he said, I accept, and then was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, afterwards, once the little spell had worn off and he accepted, he was like, damn it. Oh. So, minute now. <laughs> you know how TJ loves to take hills? Yes. Do you think A full that, frontal charge. Do you think that once he was challenged that he couldn't take a hill and so now he's just obligated within himself to take every hill he comes across <laughs> as part of that challenge or do you think he just really loves hills I think he, that's just he only knows two battle strategies <laughs> which are full frontal charge and take, take that hill <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's just funny in my head that was like once somebody challenged him and now he's just stuck in his... that mindset forever <laughs> God, he's a pumpkin. I freaking love him. Yeah. Anyway, he's very funny. Yeah, so he's been challenged. The second in command was going to be Clay Man, and um, Alex was like, all right, I'm on it. <laughs> and then they, yeah, where are we going with this? Well, now you go back to the pottery studio. Yes. And we already talked about it a little bit, but yeah. um, in the pottery studio, when 
Alex is throwing the clay. Magnus <laughs> is like, I moved, I, I picked a table that's like right next to her so that I could talk to her while while she was while she was throwing her clay. And and but I just made sure that I had to uh, that I was only asking questions when both of her hands were in use because otherwise she would hit me. <laughs> Less likely that she would hit me if her if she was in the middle of doing something. <laughs> and, so, and she wouldn't waste clay. So yeah, <laughs> no, 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 because she needs all of it for <laughs> pottery bum. And so he's like asking questions about you know her past and her family and so we learn that her fa- her grandfather um, or her whole family anyway uh, have been in like the clay business <laughs> yep. since the dawn of time pottery making um, business and that her father when he overtook the family business moved away from handmade artisanal like craft into yeah, like reliable, commercial beautiful. yeah into like commercial machine made products that were just like rapidly declining in quality and everybody started to notice. So he made a whole bunch of money really quickly and then it was like not sustainable. It's sustainable enough that he's still a millionaire, but yeah, you know, not so sustainable that it, it's, it's sustained a relationship with Alex. Like Alex definitely was leaning towards her grandfather's way of doing it rather than her dad's. Yeah. And so that's, that was one of the reasons for their clashing and for their tension and, um, the other part of it was that her dad blamed Loki for her gender fluidity, whereas she found solace in that, or she found a reason for that gender fluidity on the Fierro side yeah. of her family. She was history. like, how could I not be? Because it's bo- it's in both. <laughs> she was like, yeah. fluid this and side, so fluid this side. She, her grandfather was fully accepting of her fluidity because there was, they had this thing in their culture that was represented by a duality mask Mm. that was we understand that there are two spirits inside (laughs) it's like that meme inside you there are two wolves one of the wolves is gay and the other wolf is gay I don't know if you've seen it no oh hang on let me find it um but it's basically the only wolf meme I can think of is the one really serious wolf and the two wolves laughing at him (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love that beam. That shit's so funny. You, there are two wolves. It's the first thing that comes up. You've never seen this? No. <laughs> Inside you, there are two wolves. One is gay. The other one is gay. <laughs> That's a good meme. <laughs> nope, never seen it. Wow. Sad, sad day for you. See? Or great day for you, because you've discovered this meme. <laughs> um, anyways, so... Yeah, her grandfather was accepting of her and it encouraged it even in the way that she was, you know, becoming a clay artist. Yeah. And, yeah, so she was fully taking after her grandfather in the way that he respected the art and the way that he interacted with clay. And her father was really disappointed in that. And then when her grandfather died, uh, her relationship with her father became even worse because she was trying to fulfill their family legacy in her grandfather's way and not in her father's way and he was like we're gonna lose all our money that's the only thing that's important to me you are no longer serving me i'm gonna kick you out and focus on my money with my other real children and it's like well all right then bitch yeah so now she's stolen from him which is great yeah amazing we encourage women's wrongs when they're rights they're like they're (laughs) not wrongs um Anyway, that's what we learned about Alex in this. I mean, if you think about long enough, section. it is her money as well. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but then, at the end of that chapter, I think, or that end of that whatever conversation, conversation they're having, yeah. Magnus 
says to Alex, the more that I learn about you, the more I admire you. Oh. And she doesn't respond straight away because TJ walks in and then eventually she changes the subject and she's talking to Magnus and she's like, okay, smooth talker, we yeah. have to go do this. And I was like, oh, I love you so much. Oh, so much. It's so freaking yeah. cute. It's, it's very good. And then, yes, it is time for a nap. And... Alex is sounding like a dying lawnmower. <laughs> so <laughs> TJ and Magnus escape yeah, into a different let's room. Let's give an example. <laughs> a bit louder than that. <laughs> Sorry, that's, I just I can collapse my throat on command. Command, command, command. It's the same. All right. I prefer command. <laughs> I don't know what that laugh was. <laughs> yeah, um, and then. Magnus eventually goes to sleep and he has his little dream. Dream, dream. <laughs> I hate that you were like ready for it. <laughs> yeah, he has his little dream. And so the first part is obviously we don't need to talk about it because it's just we already said it. The giants are, oh not the giants, the, the dead are prepared for the. They were just watching a glacier scene. Basically, they were like, wow, free entertainment. Yeah, but then we get we get Odin coming up dressed as Bolberg, and <laughs> Magnus is like, am I? not supposed to know who you are because I know who you are <laughs> yeah, like, I, I fucking love that it's like I'm just trying to be sneaky as like man or in Ragnarok when um, in the Marvel movie yeah. where <laughs> they're like what are you wearing and he's like this is my disguise but I can, but see, I can your see your face, face. <laughs> not when I do this <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's like and yeah honestly I'm <laughs> imagining Odin's in a monologue being like oh, so smart I am so disguised right now I'm fooling everyone <laughs> just to be like I Odin. No, I'm no bother. I'm bother. <laughs> You're like, okay, Odin. Buzz bother. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, there's, like, another thing that's like that. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but there is something else that's, yeah. like, exact, that exact situation. Um, yeah, and so then Bulwark is basically saying, you need to go and find my waystone. We don't know what the waystone's for yet. Um no, they just keep saying it, and I'm like, well, they're not healing a wound or sharpening a sword, so yeah. what they need it for? <laughs> and then we get the... the, the going to throw it at Loki's head, I guess. <laughs> Knock him out with it. Yeah, and then we get the monster, um, and then we... Magnus wakes up. Does he wake up at the end of the... The end of the... The monster startles him awake. But is that the end of the chapter? No. Yes? No. No, that's not the end of the chapter. So he, the monster startles him awake, and he wakes up to see <laughs> TJ, like, bent over him wearing the biggest glasses he's ever seen that are basically giving him an extra set of eyes. Yeah, like bug eyes. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> like, what the fuck am I looking at right now? <laughs> and then he's like, what is he guys? Get out! Get out! Why did you get these glasses? And then TJ doesn't get a chance to answer because he, like, screamed himself awake, and Alex walks in and goes... Only a scream that girly could be Magnus. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I love that first thing up waking up is an insult. Like, absolute soulmates. And then um, passes Magnus a bag with some food in it, and Magnus goes, Great, a garlic bagel. You left me a garlic bagel. <laughs> My breath is going to smell terrible, and Alex goes, More terrible. But that's what you get. Last awake gets the last choice. <laughs> Which, like, that's a pretty sound. <laughs> but she could have just not bought garlic. Honestly, <laughs> she was like, I'm going to make it. 
<laughs> but then, uh, yeah, he says, my breath is going to be terrible. And Alex says, more terrible. Well, that's fine. I'm not kissing you. Are you kissing him, TJ? And TJ's like, I wasn't planning on it. <laughs> and he's like, so chill. He's like, I've had this kind of flirting all the yeah. last 200 years. Yeah, he's, like, fine. he's like, I'm a little bit of part of it. I joined in when <laughs> I wanted says, to. Wasn't planning on it. TJ popped the last of his bagel in his mouth and grinned. <laughs> Magnus is like, I, I, didn't, I didn't say anything about, I, I, I didn't mean, like, I, Whatever. TJ, why are you wearing those glasses? <laughs> and then he's like, gold medal in changing the topic. <laughs> he gives himself a gold medal. He's like, I'm so smooth and changing yeah, this something. Nobody and else then, saw me stumble. Yeah. And he then describes they, they as he feels like there's fire ants all over his face, yeah. though, because he's furiously blushing. Oh, so freaking cute. But then they animate Pottery Barn, and um, they're, they're heading off to war. So let's move on to the next section. Um, so in chapters 20 to 22, Alex and Harangya are going head-to-head with their avatars, and TJ and Harangya are actually going head-to-head. Magnus, as usual, is escaping to the sidelines, um, that is, until his healing services are needed uh, for TJ to power up and defeat the giants once the giant once and for all. Mr. Stone Giant has the last laugh, though, uh, because he explodes into a thousand tiny pieces, and then the trio retreats back to the boat in time for Blitz and Half to make a surprise appearance. Yeah! That's actually a really good cliffhanger. Yeah, really good cliffhanger. Um, covering yeah. chapters. Oh, covering chapter twenty. I don't know how to say this word. Tweviji, tbeviji, equals the worst viji. Uh, twenty-one. Fun with open heart surgery. And twenty-two. I have bad news. And no, actually, I just have bad news. So yeah, um, the battle itself is very good. Yeah, very good because I love that TJ. Mm-hmm. I love when Sunshine characters just become absolutely lethal. Yeah. I love it. And I love that TJ is like, I used to be able to fire my musket three rounds a minute. I'm going to go for five today. And I was like, hot. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, you're being really hot. Especially the way that it was described as he was like, he is... He's um, just like calmly walking around and yeah, like Yeah, and he's packing and his rifle and he's walking as he's around speaking. and he's talking. And, and Magnus is like, I'm mesmerized. Well, he, he <laughs> described it as that would be like someone trying to whistle, tie their shoelaces and jog on the spot. <laughs> and he was like... That's seriously So what we're learning cool. is TJ's built different. TJ built knows different. how to use his hands. That's <laughs> what we've learned. And yes, it is fucking hot ass. And you're like, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, can I just say, we do see a very gruesome side of TJ um, at the end of this. He's here, like, so they're you going... Do? Yeah. Well, at least I did. I was like, the, it's not gruesome, but like brutal side um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. That training's really paid off. It really did. Anywho. Um, and so they they get to the town square. They're like, all right, let's have at it. Let's fight. And they... Hungy bring... Is it Hungy? Hungy. Hungy, 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 you know. Big giant guy. <laughs> brings brings Mr. Out, Stone Giant. Brings out his little clay boy, um, which is just walking mush. Um, yeah. Makes me think of Bob. Did not put as much care into Miscalf as uh, Alex put into Pottery Barn. <laughs> no. But the way he was described, I was like, so, Bob from Aliens Yes. <laughs> this is what it is. Yes. But he's not happy. He's angry. Oh, no. <laughs> now all I can think of is Seth Rogen's laugh as the apple or the <laughs> tomato goes into his stomach. He's like, oh. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> it's a funny movie. <laughs> it is a funny movie, yeah. 
thing. God, it's all psychotic people in there. Anywho, um, yeah, and so they get to fighting. Nah. Pottery Barn, unfortunately, was losing to begin with. Um, a few mishaps happen. TJ's doing alright. He shot him in the eye. He shot him in the face. He's missed a couple shots. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, in the flick of a switch, everything goes wrong. And Pottery Barn gets thrown across the courtyard and mm-hmm. smashed mm-hmm. into a building. And so Bloodman turns to Alex and crushes her yeah. underneath. At the same time, Big Giant Boy has you know, gotten the gotten a grip on TJ, picked him up and is now crushing him in his fist. And yeah. Magnus literally is like, Fuck, who do I help? He's like, I'm the medic, but I, there's only one of me, where do I go? And then he's like, Guys, I blinked and in two seconds both of you were I'm like, What? Nobody saw this coming. Um how do they get out of that situation again? Magnus was literally like, How are there more of us who came to this fight? Then Hronya's side, and we're still losing. <laughs> like what? Yeah, but the reason that that Miscalf went after Alex is because Pottery Barn was stuck in Miscalf's back because their hands like sunk into Miscalf's like flesh, ill, flesh, clay, flesh, yeah, Blue clay. And so it got stuck there, and Alex was like, "Fuck, I gotta help them." And so like got her grunt and like whipped it around Pottery Barn's ankles, and then managed to to get Pottery Barn out of there. Uh, but then Miss Calf took that as Alex helping in the fight, which she's not supposed to do. Yeah. So that's the reason that it went after uh, Alex. So then when Magnus is, like, choosing who to go after and help, uh, he sends Jack to help or to distract uh, Miss Calf, but specifically says, you're not allowed to engage in a fight. Like, that's against the rules. Did you Jack's like, like huh? I'm literally a weapon. What do you want me to do? I'm a fucking weapon. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I just flexed it for everybody watching at home um (laughs) it was not impressive um um, so then magnus goes to help tj and tj is like fully on the verge of dying and magnus is like i can help i can heal you (laughs) and then sees all of uh tj's memories as he's healing him and we find out nothing that we didn't really know no just the fucking we just hear this gut-wrenching before that we hear this gut-wrenching scream from tj and i just i heard it in my head when i was reading it and i was like oh i don't like it <laughs> does it sound like that zebra over and over and over again of a zebra sticking sticking its head inside a car window and just screaming at the people driving the car <laughs> Oh, we're all screaming, are we? <laughs> okay, that's the caption because the girls in the car are already like screaming. <laughs> They're like, "I'm stuck in here!" And he all of a sudden, he just goes, "Ah!" <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Oh, that shit's funny. It's the good push. <laughs> oh gosh. No, it's like gut wrenching and horrifying, and I was like, eh, "I don't like that." I mean, crushed to death, literally. Yeah. Anyway, and then Pottery Barn comes to the rescue and smashes the big giant guy in the face and then groups to it and then he gets distracts the big giant guy and yeah. that's when he drops TJ and Magnus is like, alright, time time to do my job and be the yeah. medic. And yes, we see a bunch of visions. Yeah. About TJ's mom and how she, you know, was talking about don't don't threaten white men, you'll 
they will literally kill you. And I, and then she says, I'm not losing an, um, another son. Yeah, I did. And we didn't know that. Yeah. Which is, you know, there's that. And then we learn, we see uh, TJ being excited to sign up for uh, the war to fight rebels, and he literally like, is itching to have a gun in his hands, and I, I was, was like, like oh, that's not good propaganda. <laughs> I was like, that's a bit much, TJ. It's not very sunshine of you. No. Um, well, it took him a really long time to be sunshine. We went over this yeah. in the last and episode. Then it, and then, yeah, it moved into him in the in the belly of a ship with a bunch of other uh, ex-slave soldiers, mm. and one of them was freaking out because... They were like, we managed to do all of this and get out of this situation. Now we're right back under the ship again. And TJ's basically not listening because he's just, like, stroking the <laughs> gun in his lap. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> in and amongst all his friends. <laughs> Hoping he doesn't shoot it. <laughs> Goodness. Too soon. Too soon. No, Hoping he doesn't shoot it too soon. Yeah. He's got to hold off for the right moment. Oh, God. <laughs> And then Magnus is like, I don't see that! (laughs) (laughs) And then goes over to help Alex. And what do we see from Alex, Joe? Oh my god! What memory do we get of Alex? The fucking cutest. So, Alex's top memory. First thing that Magnus sees. Well, so, let's go of TJ. TJ goes back to fighting giant. Um, Runs over and finally starts to... So, heals TJ enough. Runs over to heal Alex because she's a little out of it. And is expecting more horrible memories. Is expecting the same kind he's seen in his dream and all the trauma and stuff that she's suffered. So, he's, like, bracing himself for emotional damage. (laughs) And he says the phrase to, like, the breeder. He's, like, her, um... Her need for... Her need to be healed overtook her need for privacy. Her like, right to Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he basically was yeah. like, she will die if I don't do this, so I'm not infringing on anything, like, on purpose. It's literally for her survival. Yeah. So he just... I think he's talking himself into it so that he doesn't feel bad about it because yeah. she has specifically asked him, please don't look into my head. And he's, he's like, like but I will lose you. <laughs> so fucking cute! He goes over, he puts his hand on her shoulder... Bracing himself for the backlash of <laughs> traumatic memories. And what does he see? He sees, from Alex's perspective, him, so her and him sitting in Cafe 19, 9 or 19, uh. whatever it is, in Valhalla, just chatting, having a scone. He's laughing at something that she said. He's got, he's looking really He's got a little globby of scone between his two front teeth. Which I was like, that was unnecessary! <laughs> That's how you know she loves him. Right? If you can love the globby in yeah. it between their teeth. And it was literally, he described it, he was like, I, for some reason, looked dorky yet adorable from this perspective. <laughs> and they held eye contact for a smidge too long and things got... Pleasantly, pleasantly <laughs> awkward and just, you know, flustered and cute. Yep. And he was like... Adorable. And he literally was like, this is how she sees me? And he was like, this was the... And this, and he, and he literally said the phrase, he was like, I remember that day. We were talking about nothing. We weren't doing anything. It was just like a regular day. And he was like, why is this? Why is this the top memory that's in her brain at the moment? Why is this the most important memory? I think it is her most important because it is so pleasantly normal. Yeah. Well, he was like, why so pleasantly mundane that she's like, that is the epitome to me. Ah! He's so cute! I could die! And then he's like, oh, 
<laughs> he literally sees it. He's like, I got this like warm, gooey feeling inside me now. He's like, Lah, you like me? <laughs> it's fucking cute. Yeah. He's like, I know you can still kill me, but it's nice to know that you <laughs> like me. <laughs> I know you can kill me, but that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking cute. And then, of course, Alex is now healed enough that she's like, Excuse me, what are you doing? Get off! And he's like, Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to chill. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, and then um, yeah, you started. <laughs> yeah, and then TJ has managed to. Uh, oh well, Pottery Barn is ripping the back out of of Miscalf until uh, they rip out Miscalf's heart, and it's still beating <laughs> in their hands. And they take it to Alex while Miscalf just like disintegrates <laughs> over in the corner. They take this beating heart over to Alex. And then Pottery Barn goes and dies. And because Alex is he's like, a bit too wounded. To <laughs> Alex is like, what the fuck do I do with this now? Like, I don't he's like, that. TJ, I got you a gift. Yeah, and then so TJ is fully going This is the part that oh my God. I was like, now this is a different side of TJ. Well, because Him when, in cold-blooded killer mode. Because TJ had already blown out one of... Um, one of Romeo's eyes at mm. the beginning of the battle and then after Magnus healed him he like sat up because um Aronia was like coming over Magnus and he was like oh my god on your left um and so he shot out his other eye and so he was fully blind so yeah. then TJ kind of had all of the like, yeah he just TJ had to had avoid rain yeah just <laughs> had to avoid being flattened and stood on and so other than that he could like do whatever he wanted and so what did this cold-blooded killer do TJ went around and cut all his arteries and cut all his um, vital yeah. He sliced tendons. both of his Achilles tendons so that he wouldn't be able to walk. Yeah, and then was going around and started going at his arms, at his spine, at his neck, and I was like, TJ, that's a bit too surgical and precise for me. That's like torture vibes. And then Magnus looked over and he's like, can you just stop playing with your food and just finish it, please? Yeah. Yeah. He was like freaky. <coughs> I, I read that and I was like, yeah, this isn't for kids. That's too <laughs> brutal. That but then the imagery in that alone yes yeah. and Romeo also has like one last little card up his sleeve and he's like goading TJ into hitting his heart and then it's right as TJ's about to touch it that Jack over in the background is like hey stone giants explode when you hit their hearts don't it, touch it's, it it's too late because TJ's like red eyes like yeah he's, he's like red, yeah, yeah, basically yeah. so he's um yeah hit that and then he got a bit of stone in his head and everyone's hit the deck and Stone exploded everywhere, and they managed all not to die, which is good. Huh. Um, yeah, the most that's bad is TJ has some some flint stuck in his head. Yeah, um, that they and can't to explain, get out. Yeah, when he tries to get it out, that's when it hurts really bad. But he's like, if you don't touch it, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll live. Yeah, and then they go back to the ship, and I love that when Halfborn sees that in TJ, his first instinct is to turn TJ into a Swiss Army man and just have multiple users. And he's like, you have a new superpower, you can light matches. <laughs> and TJ's <laughs> like. Stop making fun of my trauma, please. That <laughs> one's like, bro, you're like multi-use. <laughs> we just need you to lie down and then we'll smack a rock in your face. Honey? <laughs> He's literally like, you'll never need a lighter again. I am only seeing, like, the pros of this situation. I'm not seeing the cons. And TJ's like, there is a fucking stone in my head. I'm just imagining it as in, like... It- half one is trying to lighten the mood because oh, well, TJ's always the one who lightens the mood and so you know when TJ's not lightening the mood everybody knows okay time time to step yeah. up because he's 
sounds hard. So we need to fix that. And so Harpon obviously has, you know, been living with him the longest and loving him for the longest. <laughs> <laughs> loving on him, you mean? Hey! <laughs> him the longest. And so he's like, I know TJ the best and I know how to make you feel better. And so he's doing that thing where it's like, that's not, <laughs> that's not funny. <sighs> like one, one of those, I'm spluttering and I'm trying not to smile, but that's not funny. <laughs> And it's just cute. Just imagine them. It's pretty cute. Yeah. I love their relationship. It's adorable. Absolutely. <laughs> love, love, love. And then, um... And, you know, TJ's got that thank you, babe <laughs> look on his face. Like, I appreciate what you're trying helpful. to <laughs> Um, basically, they all, like, go to bed now because they're like, we have X amount of days until we get to Norway because that's the next place we have to go. Because Rangi did give them the location of the mead. He yeah. basically was like, yeah, good luck, you're going to die anyway. <laughs> um, so he was like, so you can kill me. You're going to die anyway. At least die with a good Snapchat going through. <laughs> Thank you, Chloe. Uh, and then Magnus is left with Mallory on the deck and we learn that we learn about Mallory's death story and that she didn't just disarm or try to disarm the car bomb with her face. She was the one who set the bomb. And so... I don't remember why she set the bomb, though. Oh, because in Ireland... She, the way she was, said it was a rebel gang that she was part of. Well, it was probably during the time that Derry Girls is set when... Um, in Ireland, when the North is... You know, Northern Ireland is against oh, the right. rest of Ireland. Yes. And so there were conflicts between the two, and there were, you know... <laughs> Vicious fights, yeah. <laughs> what's the what's the word? Crossfire. Yeah. And so, yeah, basically, when I mean, you're a kid who's young enough to, you know, that's... And so Magnus obviously doesn't know any of that. And so he's yeah. like, why would anybody set a car while rah, 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 and he's saying all this? And so the thing that I don't understand is we learn that she Wait, said, so does she have a dairy accent? <laughs> does Ma- Oh, she, yeah, she does now. She's got a dairy accent. That's all the shell! Yeah, learning about her death story and the fact that Loki and her friend, like, Loki was with her friends egging her on to set the bomb um, and then she afterwards got knives from a stranger who she thinks is also Loki and then she felt guilty and went back to disarm the bomb. How is it an act of bravery that gets you into Valhalla? Well, I understand there's an act of bravery that gets you into Valhalla but I don't understand the difference between this being an act of bravery and this being an act of guilt. That's a good point. And so I don't actually understand how she was defended and chosen. Like, I understand they didn't have Valkyrie vision when Mallory was chosen, so it's just mo- mostly based it's on really the Valkyrie storytelling. Great picture. Oh, yeah. they would have had to, because otherwise I really don't understand how she got in. Because some people could view that as, oh, she set herself up to get to Valhalla. Because then it's like, why can't anyone set themselves up to get to Valhalla? Like, if you know about it. Because TJ says when he was alive, he saw Valkyries above the battlefield when he yeah. was, you know, going up against someone else and the guy next to him died and he didn't and he like lay back in shock and saw all these Valkyries and was like oh it must be real and then he just kind of went about his day after that <laughs> <laughs> it was like, but like what's stopping someone from what's stopping say like Amir who now knows about it from wanting to be with Sam forever yeah Sam can technically live forever because she is a Valkyrie yeah she, if she yeah, just stays in Valhalla like yeah. Miller did if she never leaves then she just is immortal if Amir wants to stay with her forever he would just have to die heroically and she would just have to kind of be there. Yeah. So To drag him up to Valhalla. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like a very kind of a, a con way to get into. Which would be very on par with Mallory. Yeah. Conning her way into Valhalla. But that was just my question um, at the end there. But yeah, then they kind of interrupted because Blitz and Half appear on deck in like a huge wave of... 
Oh my god, it was like Moana when the sea picks her up. And yeah, and plonks her down. Yeah, they've appeared on the boat that way. And Blitz starts talking to Mallory with like terms of endearment. Half the scarf is missing, though. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a tragic day. It's a tragedy. It's right. Blitz you can tell it, they had a bad time when half the scarf's gone. Blitz will make him a new one. It'll be bulletproof. It's fine. It'll be chain mail. <laughs> it's fine. It, it'll work out. Um, yeah, but like Blitz is talking to Mallory with like terms of endearment, and I was like, do we did we know that they were friends up till now? Was specifically Blitz and Mallory? She's attracted to him. It was said before. Is she? Yeah. She's looked at him with like a. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. I forgot about that. She's, yeah, she's looked at him with interest before. Right. In the past. Okay, well, we end on a cliffhanger that, um, yeah, Magnus has to has to go with Blitz and Half back to Alfheim, as yeah. they suspected. To and face his dad. Yeah, the last line of section is he has to face his dad one last time, which is... Ripperini. Ripperini. That's the end of the section. What a great cliffhanger. Which means right? the whole and I already checked ahead at like the pages and whatever else. Yeah. The next whole section is all Alfheim and as soon as we're done with Alfheim, that's the end of the episode. So all of the next episode is all the Alfheim situation. Right, okay. Okay, cool. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Fun times for us. Um yeah, so do you have anything else to say, Jack? Bad news for bad guys. <laughs> so <laughs> Anything um, to say? Uh, no, I don't, actually. I don't think so. Okay, awesome. Well, this was good. I liked this episode. This was fun. For yeah. having basically one really drawn-out battle scene, this was the most I think we've ever gotten out of a battle scene. Yeah. Because it was spread out enough and there was enough there was little a lot bits to take. quick yeah. in there. Whereas normally we're like, hoofkey, hoofkey. Yeah, yeah he swung a sword. Yeah. yeah, this one was actually good. I feel like it highlighted the three characters who were in the battle, yeah. I feel like it highlighted them distinctly, individually enough that it, like, was cohesive and still was, like, furthering everything. Yeah, the only other battles I can think of have been, like, the big end-of-the-book battle. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, when they fought Fenris Wolf and they had all these different... And that wasn't really a battle because Magnus was just like, let's all be friends! <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, Percy, when he was um, fighting on the bridge, like, there was lots of things to take from that. Yeah. I don't know, Percy's battles always get very technical though because he just has his sword and he's just using whereas Magnus doesn't have a weapon so he's literally looking around at everything so his battles feel different because very he's different. thinking about everything and watching everyone do everything rather than and because rather his than. part of yeah, shut up. <laughs> his part of battles is healing everyone and so the things that he gets out of that are looking at everyone's memories. What a terrible burden to have to choose whose life to save. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I, I know we talked and about... And he picked TJ? I know, I, well, I know that thought... I know we, like, you know, I know... I know we addressed it, like, as in, like, I don't know what to do! Ah! Which way do I go? But when you think about all medics, so, like, Will Solace, too, having mm. to choose being, like, oh, you're too far gone. Yes, you are still alive, but you're too far gone, and I know, so I know the person next to you is, you know, gonna make it. There's more of a chance that they'll make it through over you. Like, imagine making those decisions. To be honest, this situation, though, he didn't make a decision on who to go to until he saw that Alex's situation was less dire. Yeah. Like, he waited to see Alex appear again underneath, or groan underneath, um... To be like, oh, she's still alive, Basically to be like, she is still alive, Jack, go and help. And then he went to TJ. Yeah. And so it, it was really an impossible situation until... Yeah, it would have... It literally would have been Sophie's choice. Um, if... Alex hadn't have been like, I'm alive! <laughs> Still alive! Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well, cool. I don't have anything else to say about these sections, these chapters. Yeah, I said that a second ago and then I started talking, but <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I'm done. <laughs> Alright, great. So next week we are covering chapters 
23 to 28 of uh, the Ship of the Dead, almost said Hammer of Thor, of the Ship <laughs> of the Dead, of the Lion uh, Thief. Come again, it'll be really, really, really <laughs> fun. If you want to send us an email, then we are damnsnackbarpod at outlook.com. And if you want to find us on the Instagrams or the Twitters, then we are at damnsnackbarpod. And if you want to find us on the Tickety Talk, then we are katie.damnsnackbarpod. Joe, where is all our personal stuff? Guys, it's linked below. Yeah, link below. We love that for us and we love that for <laughs> you. Okay, we'll see you next week. Chapters 23 to 28. Yeah. Okay, see you then. Bye. 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 Dun, 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 dun.